just give me a thumbs up, both of you. Yep, perfect. That's good. There is a second delay, but I think it's uh, it's just technology at this point in time. That's what we have. Well, it's not going to be yeah. instant anyway. Yeah, and I yeah. fingers crossed my connection holds up because it froze before. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but um, here we are. I'm having That's the okay. same here issues. Anyway. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, you know, online meetings, they're never complete without this. Can you hear me? Hello? All right, I'm just going to be back. I'm going to refresh my mute? page. Yeah. So um, I haven't even had a look at your just some of that <laughs> that email that you sent. I haven't looked at it yet. Of course you so haven't. So I know the f- I know the first topic is about hair. Uh huh. What about the hair? <laughs> male baldness. It's, uh, yeah, male pattern. Baldness. And then the second one is about <laughs> so, being single in Canberra. I think. What uh-huh. life is like as a single person. <laughs> yeah. Is is this? Well, a, a criticism podcast. This is actually just a. Um, we're having a meeting about you. Uh-huh, yeah, I think yeah. it's just we, let's just phrase it as constructive feedback. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, we could do moving forward. Yeah, just for the benefit of the guests, whoever is watching us right now, I've shaved my head. And I like how you have the camera yeah. just a bit too high, so like you can't see it. <laughs> You've just got it oh, out, just out it. of yeah. the fucking. Oh god. Thing. I thought I was going to get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> you could lift your camera up just a little bit if you wanted to. <laughs> no, nah, that, that's fine. No, but um, I think gone are the days when I was a bit conscious about how I, how I looked. I still am, but it's way less than what I was in my 20s. Yeah. But we I mean, always told you you look better without hair anyway, just in general. I mean, you, just you... Have the, you have the better head, like head shape for it. Yeah, you got a bit of an egg going on there. At least it's not yeah. round and but, fat. No, I think it is round and fat. So what's happening here is I've got a sleek chin, and then as soon as you reach the brain part, there is a bit of a bulb. Anyways. Yeah, so it's like an egg. It's like an egg shape. So it's sort of overly sort of egg. At least it's not like a round. Yeah, true. True. Face. Round and flat and bald. Yeah, that That's... would not. <laughs> I'd be giving up if I was you. Yeah. You know, since we're talking about male baldness, uh, I was speaking to Jenna, my friend, last, what are you laughing about? Just last episode. And uh, some crazy figures, just to spew out some facts, showing you that I researched for this podcast. Um, $50 million is uh, invested in research for malaria, but you know how much for male baldness? I don't know. Just guess. Give me a figure. 150 Enough to break the ice. <laughs> That was a good one. Three hundred million dollars just for male baldness. Well, of course, because it impacts rich bald people more than malaria would. Mm-hmm. So, of course, mm-hmm. you put more money into something that's going to impact them, and still have no results. Exactly. Just go to Turkey. Yeah. You just get. I'll just go to tattoo and get tattooed on. Or maybe, maybe to China. There's like new technology out there where you plant your hair. You you just glue it in. And that's it. It's just glued in. It's like a wig, but there is no transplant. There is no surgery. Permanently glued onto your head. But it's one of those videos I saw on uh, TikTok, so I'm not sure how... um, Like they spray in a can once. Nah. So they just grab a bunch of hair, glue it in, and that's it. They leave it there. It gets so itchy. I would honestly feel like that would be so itchy if it's if it's glued to your head, yeah. And you've potentially got hair still growing through it. It's just imagine you you 
glued over a hair follicle and the hair's trying to come out. You get like an ingrown hair. And it's like sweaty mm. and like yuck. Yeah. No chance. But I'm sure. Right. But I'm sure they're going to work through it, as in maybe you put some medicine in so the hair doesn't grow. Or maybe it's for complete baldness. Could be. Possibly. Or you could just get like the oil from the fries from McDonald's, because apparently there was a theory going around that the oil from McDonald's chips helps with your hair growth. So people started doing that, squeezing, squeezing all the oil in the, and they were like, "Oh yeah, chips, yeah, that's helping." Yeah, there was a massive thing going on in Asia as well, where Coca Cola was proven to be a good toilet cleaner. I'm not sure if it's very the same. Have you people clean their rings and like coins and stuff with it? It really does break what, down. Sorry? It breaks down dirt really well. Yeah. With what? I missed it. Like um, like you get a coin and you put a coin in a in a cup, and you uh-huh. put coke on the coin and it. Makes it clean again. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Is that, because of all is that the one of your of TikTok videos? So you sound to be, you sound like you're very addicted to TikTok right now. No, I, is that where you're hoping to expand <laughs> into? Uh, no, I'm just saying, there's a, spending all your I'm time to point out, in your days sitting at home watching TikTok. Now, what I'm trying to point out is there's a lot of shit coming on from TikTok and other, uh, and uh, many of these apps. Have you, have you seen the new videos on YouTube though? All these pranks. I think Justin's frozen. Is he? No, he's, no, he's I'm back. Just yeah. listening. So he's, he oh, no, listen you were frozen you. for a bit. <laughs> so, just have you seen these new uh, videos on YouTube coming in, like where they have these pranks, but they're clearly all a setup? Oh yeah, every single one of them is a setup. They'll be like, yeah, um, like the scare pranks and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. scare pranks and certain life hacks as well. Oh, what about have you have you watched Five Minute Crafts? Uh, long time ago, yeah. That is the worst. I think they do it. For, they do it for the views, but they do like stupid, yeah, stupid like hacks. They call them, and it's just like, yeah, it's the pointless. Worst. Yeah, you yeah. Could, they create something that's supposed to be a hack, but when you look at it and think about it, you're like, this is just wasted five minutes yeah. of my life. Kind but of. that's why because you could just potentially get something to fix it. It's like. What keeps the door open, and then they fashion, they screw something into the back of the door, and it connects to the wall and hooks on. Yeah. Now your door doesn't move. <laughs> Where you could just buy a door stopper and just put it on underneath your door, and then your door still won't move. But then they do yeah. that, and but then what, everyone comments on it, and that's how they get their views and they get their ad. Yeah, that's how it is. I saw something real crazy with one of uh, uh, there was a very good creator. I'm not gonna, I'm, I, I don't remember the name of the the producer. But she made really good videos about like real things, like real pranks. You could tell it was real. And then all of a sudden, she started making these fake content. Absolute fake. You can tell it's fake. And she makes it look fake. And I read through the comments and uh, a lot of people were pointing it out as in, you know, hey, Adley, yes. The creator's name is Adley if you want to look it up. And a lot of people were pointed out saying, hey, you make fake content now. Your previous content was better. What are you doing? You're losing viewers. And she responded. She responded saying, I do this because it gives me more followers. Exactly. Just blatantly. Yeah. Like, they've got to get with the times. People bullshit deliberately to get more views. Especially on YouTube. If you want to have someone believe in you, you've got to do something controversial, something that you know someone's going to get really frustrated. It's like, just as you were saying, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, that um, African-American guy? I think he's in France who just... Oh, the one that does this? He goes, yeah. Yeah. He does it deliberately, but it's his facial expression because he knows that 
like what he's doing is just pointing out the obvious. Because he watches yeah. those videos like, that do like the yeah. all these elaborate things to fix like a simple problem, and then he yeah. fixes yeah. it simply, and then he goes, uh, uh, "Yeah, uh, that's it." But that's oh. like they say: all publicity is good <sighs> so publicity. Funny. Doesn't matter if it's yeah. if it's wrong or whatever. People are going to tune in and see just to just to watch it crash. But is it right though? Well, it's watched. People watch it. Yeah, I guess it comes down to what your personal motivation is as well when you make these videos. But I personally think, I don't know. I just feel like you go 10 years back, 2010, you know, 2012, 13, even till 16, the world was a much more transparent place compared to what it is now. But how can you know that it's transparent? Comparatively. I think right now what's happening in terms of all these, you know, talking about a very um, basic level like these TikTok videos, Mm. going from that to what's on the news and what's happening and all these things coming in, which we will discuss today. Compared to that, 2010, if you look back, it just looks like a more simpler time. But is it that or were you younger and less aware of the goings on in the world? Like was the world just the same? Like back then you would have had... YouTube, and it would have been the same sort of stuff on YouTube anyway. Yeah. So you still had access mm. to all this sort of content. It was just in a different. I mean, content has yeah. changed. And like now you've got. Oh, content has changed. That, well, that's the thing. The, the psychology has changed because your people are only able to be attentive for three seconds now, and that's why TikTok mm. videos are three seconds long. You scroll through, you watch it, you get that little bit of high or that laugh, and then you scroll to the next one. They're now making a three-minute version as well. Well, that's the thing. They've got to make it a little bit longer because some people want longer videos, but people love those short like bursts of oh. stuff. Yeah. It's like when you watch, I think people were complaining. Remember The Irishman, that movie that came out, the mob movie? I couldn't watch it. People were victim, complaining yeah. about it because it was so slow, but that's how a movie was with a plot and something that actually, <laughs> you know, you actually yeah. go it's through. An, it's an actual genre exactly. that you can search on Netflix. It's called Slow Burn. But then, and a lot of people didn't know that it was a thing. But they're movies. But yeah. now everyone's so used to stuff that is like explosive, like Marvel movies where there's so much action and content and yeah. stuff happening. It's like with, with some movies, you know when they adapt a movie from a book? They have uh-huh. to yeah. add yeah. scenes in to keep the, the sort of... The attention. The attention going. Yeah. They'll add like an expose, yeah. uh, a scene where there's explosions and there wasn't explosions in the book, but they've added it there yeah. just to keep you oh, 100%. keep you interactive and keep you watching. But that's how we're Harry going. Harry Potter's a perfect example. Oh, yeah. Have you have you watched Harry Potter? 100%. Gobbler of Fire is a perfect example. There's one specific part that makes me laugh every time. It's in the book when the paper comes out and uh-huh. Dumbledore reads the paper. Dumbledore goes to Harry and he asks him, uh, calmly, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? In the movie, it's, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? running and, and yelling and, and I'm like, all this and I'm like, man, that's complete oh, opposite. It that's was so funny. Team. In that in that movie, in that, I think a different movie, I think it was The Half-Blood Prince, but the same sort of thing. Like the movie's just sort of carrying on and then all of a sudden, the Weasley's house goes up in flames. And it's like, well, mm. that wasn't in the movies. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't in the books. Yeah. That was just there. Yeah. It was like at like the hour mark and it was legitimately yeah. put there just to have that sort of action scene to get 
new back and excited. Because it goes like that and you want to bring people back exactly. up because you yeah. want to keep them captivated all the way through. 100%. They're capitalizing on uh, the, the viewership and how effective it is. And have you noticed and now all these advertisements are coming in this short form thing as well? Like very quirky. Advert what? In a very... Adver- advertisement. Advert what? <laughs> Advertisements. Okay. All right. I thought it was a. I thought it was an error that you made. But okay, continue. Yeah. It, it is an advertisement. We we, we we all picked up. On it, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> So uh, all these advertisements are coming in very short forms, much like a TikTok video, and you're not sure if it's a TikTok video or an advertisement of a company. Well, that's the thing. Right? It's just so got to be short. It's got to get you interested enough that you, you're spiked and you're like, okay, what's yeah. this? And then that's enough. Mm. That's enough for them to hook you in. And that's why I downloaded TikTok as well, just to watch short podcast clips. But I've become a victim now. Now I'm watching all these, these life hacks from yeah. God knows where. And enjoying it for 30, 35 minutes, then I snap back. Oh, shit. Next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning and you've been scrolling for hours. It's crazy. Yeah, that's not me. That's maybe that's you, but maybe not two o'clock. But I do, <laughs> I do go on for like 30, 35 minutes just watching these. But uh, it's such videos. like a, it's like a, I don't know. It gets you just going. It just goes and goes and goes. And then before you know it, I, yeah. I think it's anything on your phone. Like for me, it was. I would cycle between something different. I remember TikTok, I had my phase and then I had my mobile games Mm. and I literally had one point, I think it was a couple of days ago, where I was like, why am I playing all these games? What the hell am I doing? I'm I'm not, all these people are paying to be the best in this game Mm -hmm. and I'm just playing daily, like just doing all like my daily missions just to, to pass the time. And I'm not getting anywhere near them because it's obviously the game, mobile games have done it deliberately to incentivize people who pay get further up. Yeah. Justin, can when I stop I, you there? Uh, can you address yeah. your microphone for a bit? Uh, just move it closer. Can you hear? How about now? Uh, a bit further now. A bit further. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Wait, here. How about now? Oh, that, that's better. Yeah, continue. You were saying, yeah, others pay for the game. But that's the thing. You, you have to pay business. to play, really. Even if it's free. Yeah. But I'm addicted to this game it's at the moment. Wait, legit, it's it's called Egg Inc. What? And all you're doing is Egg Inc. You're just trying to grow your your chicken farm. Uh huh. Oh wait, I think I know this. Wait, is that the one where you keep um, building stuff and then you yeah. like the more eggs you produce and then you can and then you level up prestige. Yeah, yeah, you I prestige and you get more and more eggs. I'm... That's literally. The same concept as every single game that where you have to buy certain like characters and then increases like a uh, capitalist adventurous. Yeah, all those There's games. thousands yeah. of them. I love They're all the same. I love egg ink though. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because if you look at that game, mobile games have never improved. No, they're the same. Never. Thing. They all look the same. There's this energy bar. Change right? it. You can only play for a few hours and then you've got to wait for a day or something and then you can purchase coins or something mm. it's always the same they've never improved but it's you know what's the worst part of mobile games there going back to advertisements again because i'm really pissed off you see these advertisements for mobile games that are not the gameplay uh, oh yeah. when they when oh, they wow. fail at like an easy <laughs> task when there's like an easy yeah. task and they fail and then you're like who is this idiot and that's how they get you to download the game yeah let me do that. I can do this. Yeah. But that's yeah. like, that's the new form of like yeah. trying to get you to play it is to show how, how stupid the person that's doing it is. It's, it's crazy, right? 
And, and I look at these things and it, 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 it either amuses me or it pisses me off. And I think to myself, why is it affecting me so much? Is it, is it, do you think that the times are changing real quick with these inventions and discoveries? I think they're, they're doing a lot better with their psychological sort of targeting. Like it's all targeted. Yeah. It's, it's for a reason. They do that because they know that they're going to annoy someone enough to download the game. And as soon as you download the game, there's an ad that you watch before the game and they've already made their little bit of money that they, ha- that they had to. They're all like simple yeah. games. Like it's, it's yeah. all he has to do is like draw a line through the square and then they draw it crooked and then you're like, well, I could do that. What an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time with these free games, you get the game and it's just riddled with ads. Oh, yeah. So they've already made their money from you downloading the app so they don't care. No. So yeah. even if the game is pretty much 99% unplayable, they've made their money. So for them, doing uh, all these little psychological kind of twists and getting people to come in and download it, it's working out in their favor. Oh, so yeah. what's going to stop them? There's yeah. there's no... um, uh, What's the word for it? There's no one monitoring and making sure that it's being looked at um, I'm trying to remember the actual. Well, the thing is, it. by the time regulatory Google Play body. do sort yeah, of review it. it, there's no regulatory body. But by the time Google Play again? review it, like by the time mm-hmm. it's been reviewed, they've yeah. just gone and made another game, and that game doesn't matter anymore. So they just keep developing mm-hmm. all these like simple, easy games, yeah, just to make it. And a it bit it's fun. all in the fine print as well. It, it, there's a lot of things in the fine print, as in maybe in the advertising world, there is no such requirement that the mobile game presented in the advertisement does not have to necessarily reflect the exactly the same. Yeah. 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 Maybe loopholes and stuff like that as well. And now that we're sitting at home all day, I swear I'm playing so many like TikTok and playing crappy games. It's just, yeah, it's just constant. I've been playing computer games. I've been playing computer games till like one 30 in the morning and I have a massive headache today because of that. And I've decided today is a day just for the podcast. I'm not going to game. I'm just (laughs) going to go out and watch a movie in the lounge with Ben and that's it. That's it for me. And I had a moment. Yeah, I had a moment yesterday. I was playing this game. Um, I know it was 12.30. And um, Justin knows this because you, you play Dodo as well. But before the game starts, they showcase the, the better players in the game. And the screen goes black. Yeah. Like, the screen goes <laughs> black. And then... <laughs> yeah, we're listening to you. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, the screen <laughs> the screen goes black and I saw my reflection in the black screen right and I'm like that is a moment of realization and then I looked looked to the left towards the mirror and I'm like what the hell am I doing eyes oh are black God, and blue his face is drooping he's got drool on his shirt there's a light shining on his yeah. on his head <laughs> and he just and sits I'm like, there and goes know, what have I become yeah, what have I become? Legit, <laughs> those are those were my words, and I'm like, what have I become? What am I doing? Like it's twelve thirty, and I'm ready to play a game, go to bed, and and I'm ready to wake up and do the same thing again for twelve hours. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know for sure, I'm ready to do it. And then I think it's become so natural now, and it's because and it's because we are all home. We've been home for like hours and hours and days and days. And you guys in Sydney. Holy crap, what's, the what strictest, two months the strictest now, lockdown in the world. Yeah. yeah. I'm not allowed to right, leave my house after nine o'clock. Yeah, that's the same as me. We're both in the same boat here. Yeah. 
And you're like, you know, so many people doing that and just living the same day again within the confines of your house. Yeah. And it's become so, uh, mental health has become a, a real thing. Well, that's the thing that they're not talking oh, about yeah. is the 100%. impact of mental, like the lockdowns more than COVID or mental health. People staying at home, not interacting with other people, not having that social sort of, not having social interactions or relationships that are becoming worse of an impact than someone getting COVID. Yeah. But it's sort of like a thing where you yeah. can't let you can't let COVID just run wild, but you also can't let people just sit at home and be and sort of be with themselves for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, need, it there has to be some sort of happy medium, and I think from the government's point of view, they probably just want to just stop it. But then they're starting to re- obviously realize that we're not going to get the cases to zero unless we made every single person, and I'm talking about every single person in in the entire earth to not do anything, stay at home for three weeks, we would eradicate Delta, but we can't do that. It's statistically improbable to get every single person to stop what they're doing for three weeks because we still need to make the world go round in a sense. Who's going to give you food? How are you going to survive? Things are going to get raided. How are you going to yeah. get ready for this? It's just it'd be out of chaos, probable for, sure. for that to happen. Oh, hundred percent would be a, a state of lawlessness. Yeah, everyone yeah. will be fighting and arguing. Um, that and that's the thing is that with the mental health uh, aspects of, aspect of it, the more of our rights that we feel like are being taken away, the worse it becomes for us. Because mm-hmm. when you look at the news. They, they're giving you kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. And the light at the end of the tunnel is, is that if we hit a certain amount of vaccinations, um, like as a percentage, I believe it's 70 or 80%, then we're able to have more freedom, but only if you're double vaccinated. Yeah. Now, for a person like me, I was only able to book an appointment unless I want to get AstraZeneca. Um, I can only book a, an appointment, for an example, for Pfizer, um, in November, mm, but yeah. it was stated that for Pfizer, it's uh, better for people between 16 and I believe that was their problem. 49 or 39. Yeah. They told everyone at the beginning, the zucchini shots only if you're over 60. And then they said, Oh mm. no, you know what? It's, it's all right. If you're under, if you're over 50 and then they're like, Oh well, crap, we're running out of Pfizer. We need more shots. How about everyone just get the, the Zeneca shot? So it's like yeah. you yeah. tell everyone that it's not safe for us and then you say, ah, oh, but you need to get it, so you should get this one. Like, yeah. you know, what are you talking about? And all this, yeah, and, and all this conflicting, not just conflicting, uh, sometimes it is there is a bit of conflict in what's provided, but all of this, you know, there's a gamut of information coming in through our television screens or our mobile screen to the consumer who's locked in, mm. in the house. It, it really takes a toll on you. Mm. And one of the psychological damages that happens there is you're, there's too much information. Yeah. There's too much information. Information overload. You're trying to figure out. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong. And you're also trying to figure out what do I do next? Because I want to protect my family. We're all getting vaccinated because of the news that are coming in about vaccination passports and you being let into venues and stuff like that. And you have all these threats coming in it is a threat because yeah. i imagine you're not being allowed to enter a certain venue because you didn't have a vaccine 
So yeah, mental health um, is declining around the world. And I did a bit of a digging and uh, I know these are just numbers, but it does show something. In the U.S. alone, from January to July 2019, one in 10 adults had uh, depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Now it's reached to four to six adults per, per 10 adults now. Well, it's just the six. uncertainty. And it's, just, it's just not that, knowing what's going to happen. And that they know of. Yeah. Yeah, that it's, they know of. That's reported, yeah. yeah. It's, it's four to six. How many people do you know, like between your mates, that probably would just say they only talk to you specifically about their problems because they're depressed, but I don't tell anyone else. Yeah. But they don't report it. Like there's so many people in this world that don't actually communicate that they're depressed or even know what they're, um, if they're depressed. As I was saying to Cecile before, there's a lot of people who are very oblivious mm. to mental health in general, that they don't know that something's not okay and they just bring it Come down inside, yeah. inside themselves and they keep it to themselves. Yeah. So for me to hear one between one and 10 or six out of 10, I think it's 10 out of 10. I think every single person in this world is depressed in some way, shape or form about, it could be about COVID, it could be about anything. If someone tells me they're not depressed, mm-hmm. I tell them they're probably lying and I'd ask them, tell me about your day, what's going on in your life. I guarantee you'd be able to pick something that you can tell that they're probably frustrated or stressed out about, which is can be interpreted as a bit of yeah. depression in a way. Exactly. It yeah. will impact your mental health. Well, that, so, the other yeah. thing is the I, stigma. For me, I believe everyone. But yeah. there's so much stigma around it. Like people are so, there's still that, oh, there's something wrong with you if you've got it. There's still that sort of that yeah. viewpoint that people have that it's not, it's not good. But if everyone realizes that, you know what, everyone else does go through this and we all can sort of talk about it and get together and, and open up, then it's just going to be a better, better environment. So it's, that ex- it's just going to this... accept it. It's like ex- acceptance of, you know what, it's never, no one's ever perfect. And it's never sort of, you're mm. never 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this situation can be diffused in such a good manner by uh, the government because we have resources. Instead of, I mean, okay, let me rephrase it. Along with telling us how many cases there are every day, I think there should be a special program, like a dedicated high-level program that tells you, you know, how to maintain your mental health or how to be become happier with what you have on the day like some someone telling you because a majority of the population around the world they listen to the government and there is a good reason for that because it is an authority it is an authority and i think along with these cases and press conferences there should be like dedicated channels and shows about uh, mental health and preparing individuals and families about the the consequences lifeline australia alone itself on the 16th of august apparently it, they had 3500 calls a getting day. smashed and having worked yeah. yeah having worked in a contact center i'm sure we all have except for jackson oh yeah <laughs> uh, it's 3500 calls regardless of how many people are working there um it's it, it's a crazy amount but they were i heard that they're also saying it's a good thing because they are reaching out so mm-hmm. it's like it's it's bad that it's so high, but it's good that they're actually yeah. willing to talk about it, which is sort of yeah. making a shift in that sort of stigma stuff about not wanting to open up or not knowing that you should open up. So I guess it's you know it's terrible that there are so many people out there that need to contact, but it's great that people are contacting. 
Mm. Yeah. It's uh, better to share something regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Not to do anything at all. But it's yeah. also and worrying that there is so much out there. Like so many yeah. people are struggling. And these are only people who had the courage to pick up the phone exactly, and give yeah. Lifeline a call. And um, I grew up in Asia and I know what you, uh, the stigma that you're talking about, Jackson, and it, it is real and it's more prevalent in Asia. And mm-hmm. even now, a 29-year-old guy, I'm still a bit hesitant to talk about mental health. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of people like me as well. And for those people, 3,500 individuals to reach out to these services is amazing. Mm. And um, just the courage that's required to go there. But that's the thing. The it it shouldn't someone. be courage. Like you shouldn't need courage to do it. It should just be something that you uh-huh. do sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. And this should be another part of the education that needs to be there around the world as well, along with exercise, vitamin D, this and that, all these, um, you know, um, the the type of food that you may need to survive against a potential disease. And this should be a part of the education as well. Mm. And I think, you know, just being pragmatic, it hasn't happened to to the extent it should be. But I think it's a start. We've all... All of us, yeah. We've seen where this needs to go, and I think uh, mental health uh, well, it's, is... Well, like uh, yeah, at the it, moment, it, they've got the singles bubble where you can sort of meet up with someone if you're in like a... If you're living alone and they're living alone, but sometimes that's not enough. Like, you don't, no. like if you're single, you don't just want to speak to one other person. You want to speak to your friends. They might be in yeah. a relationship with someone else. You can't go visit them because they're not living alone sort of thing. So it's not... Yeah. It's not perfect, like me. <laughs> I unfortunately, I'm the uh, unfortunate one where um, I'm out of the five kilometer radius to go visit my girlfriend. Mm. So, and I'm in an area of concern, so I can't actually go cross over. No, that's the other thing. And yeah. I have to be yeah. very have kid- to be within the five k's yeah. and be single. So it's like, how yeah. many people are in that sort of position? Yeah. And it's uh, it's just a very unfortunate situation that we have to sort of think about this. But at the same time, uh, you know, we are doing something for ourselves and we're sort of moving forward. And Justin, you said something yesterday and then you wrote it down as well. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember that to see if I, if I wrote it down as well. Uh, regarding mental health, you said something beautiful about it and then you wrote it down. Maybe it's in your notepad uh, there. No, I, I, know, I, t- I said it before. It was the fact that um, people are oblivious to the actual mental health uh-huh. itself. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to so hear the word again here, oblivious, yeah. Because it's so true. And I can guarantee you there's so many people out there that are going through mental health. And I think the reason why it's probably so hard for people to want to stay at home, to isolate. To oh, say- uh, no. He's frozen. Not, yeah. in, not in the middle of his speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um that's that's okay. Okay, I need to. What a perfect this. time to freeze! I know, right? All right, let me let me do something. Uh, I try and get him. It looks like he's the... offline now. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need to save his recording, so I'll pause this. Okay, let me stop the recording, and we'll come back to this again. But keep your windows open. Window open. Jackson. Yeah. It's looking right at Sahil. <laughs> like, who the hell is that who's that brown oh. man who, meow, meow, who's that meow, brown meow, man meow. you had to bring up color Jackson. yeah dude that's what we are we're australian oh, we're racist all right we're back uh justin was on a rant about uh 
about where he lives and what's happening right now with all these restrictions and the computer froze. Oh yeah. We'll get back <laughs> that to was, that again. That sounds like it was the government trying to shut him down. That's what that sounds Yeah, I think so. It was it's too convenient. But what I was trying to explain is that um, the reason why the cases are really high and why people are not really following the, the rules and they're trying to find loopholes is because when you think about how many things you're, you're told, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can do this, mm-hmm. but in only in these circumstances, it takes away a lot of your own kind of freedom away from you, eventually to the point where someone's just going to be like, you know what, too bad. I feel like I've been punished, so I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to try and find some sort of loophole around it. Yeah. Not realizing they're thinking as an individual rather than as a collective. So for me, I think as a collective because I know if I minimize the amount of things that I do, I lower the, ch- the potential chances I am go- to get COVID. Yeah. And I'm very lucky to have not have gotten COVID yet because... I can drop everything. I can hide and become like a rock spider yeah. um, if I want to. But a lot of people feel like the government is specifically trying to damage a, pers- a person's freedom mm. when everyone's in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. But I guess yeah. it just gets to a point where it's just there's so many rules and regulations that it just gets overwhelming that someone yeah. goes, I'm yeah. sick of it. The other thing is, why did it take eight and a half weeks for something to happen? Yeah, like we've been in a lockdown for eight weeks, and now we're in a lockdown after eight weeks. Like, why didn't? Why wasn't there more of a? Yeah. When when you say uh, eight weeks for something to happen, is in what happened? Well, it's we taken had, eight we weeks slow for them. Yeah, it's like eight weeks for them to say, "Guess what? We're in a lockdown now. Like, yeah. you can't leave your house. You can't do this and that." Whereas, if they would have done it from the beginning, it would have been two weeks, and everything would have been hmm. finished. Like that would have been it. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah, that's the thing. You know, uh, a lot of these restrictions, they don't make sense. And I think that's because the people in the government are people as well. They're trying to form these ideas. Yeah, but that's also a downside. They're people because the more restrictions you have, the more power we give to any government in the world. That's been the nature of governments around the world. But they're people with their own agendas. Yeah. People with their own backing. They've got their own feet in whatever they need to stay open. Yeah. yeah. And once you get the power, once you, the more powerful you become, you don't want to let go of that. Yeah. Right. So I think there has to be a balance of what you can do and can't do but and then who's regulating this. You also oh. put perspective into things. When you're looking at what's happening in Afghanistan right now, people are jumping on planes, on the outside of planes, oh. trying to get out of the place. Yeah. And people here are complaining about freedoms and not being able to do what they want to do. Well, guess what? If you'd rather be somewhere else, you know, it could yeah. be a whole lot worse. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, have you seen the footage? of? Obviously, you just spoke about it, Jackson. Justin, have you seen the footage of people trying to board the plane? Uh, I've seen all the footage and I've seen... Have you seen the people that made the shirts about that particular plane that flew off? No. A shirt? Yeah. So, basically, what happened... Everyone, You probably know that when that particular bomber airplane bomber american one flew away people were holding onto the side yeah. and you can see that unfortunately people lost their lives because they fell off the plane yeah. yeah and someone made a shirt 
call and called it, I believe, the um, Afghanistan Skydiving Club, which what? is the most Fuck. insensitive, ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And people are like, where can I buy one? I'm like, I don't understand how. And people are turning around and saying, my freedoms are being taken away from me. I can't do what I want to do. There's a whole lot worse going on out there. Your life is not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, 100%. And you've got, um, because I saw on the news, and this is what really infuriated me about how news is portrayed to everyone. Now, of course, we know that in certain LGAs, they are just very fortunate. So they don't have as much restrictions as us. They might have a stay-at-home order rather yeah. than an area of concern or great risk. Yeah, curfews. So when I looked on the news, I, th- I can't remember if it was today or it was yesterday, Bronte Beach was filled with people and everyone's saying, oh, I was exercising and stuff. I'm like, that is not exercising. And they're sitting on the beach. If you... If you are going to the beach and you lay yeah. on that beach to go get a tan, you are not exercising and you should be fined. It's so unfair. I and mean, I do like people can get really frustrated with me, but mm. you shouldn't allow other areas to do stuff like that because it just further worsens people that really want to get out to get out. Because if yeah. they see that, if I see that and I'm a person that I'm like, I'm sick of this. This is so frustrating. I'm locked in. I'm like, look at Bronte Beach. I know. I'm going to go there. And what makes it worse is that's where it started. It started in Bondi. That's where all the cases started. If they would have locked down that area to begin with and shut Mm. them off, then it wouldn't have spread so far and so wide. There is a lot of division coming in as well. And another one that I've noticed, a lot of people don't talk about this, but there is this hidden um hidden sense of what's this word um status according to the vaccine that you get now a lot of people who are getting pfizer or who have got gotten pfizer they're like oh i got pfizer um let me post on social media let me announce to the world on facebook when someone else gets an astrazeneca the first question becomes didn't you get pfizer i mean as an individual, as an average person getting the vaccine, you're not really sure about what the implications are of both vaccines. You're not, unless you really studied it. And that's just one event of uh, people comparing AstraZeneca and Pfizer and judging others uh, depending on what kind of vaccine you get. Yeah. And that's that's where it starts. With what about all how these they pull the vaccines away from the country or the rural, rural areas to give them to the mm-hmm. people in the city? And now the people in the oh, country yeah. are getting the virus. Mm. And the other thing, how they yeah. took away Pfizer vaccines from certain areas to give them to school-age kids, but then they ended up going to private school kids. Oh. <sighs> and not to everybody. Not to <laughs> no, so they, were, they, were, they were taken away Honestly. from a certain area to be given to yeah. Indigenous, because the Indigenous population is more at risk because of their health, like, Yes, the genetic disposition. And so they've taken it and they've said, okay, we're going to give this vaccine to school kids with Indigenous backgrounds to make sure that we protect them. And it ended up at some private school. And not Indigenous? No, they gave it to some private school. Oh, wow. And how how would that happen? Oh, they were talking about it. My friends. They were talking about it being an accident and all this sort of stuff. We accidentally gave it to the wrong kids. I. I don't believe it. Nah, no. that, that's it's, a load. Someone found out and they're like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
You know, I've seen, you know, growing up in certain societies in Asia, I've seen people fighting for water, as in when a massive water tanker comes in into the society, people are running with their buckets. Mm-hmm. People are running with the buckets and then just shoving each other's aside. This is exactly the same, but just a different context. It's it's a more richer society thing. It's a first world thing. Like people are fighting for a vaccine as well. But that's the and, thing. It's just because of from the outset, they made this whole thing about Pfizer being better. Yeah. Of course, if you've, if you've got the opportunity to get it, you're going to go get it. Yeah. I know he's 100%. frozen again. Oh, wow. No. And you said that I'd be the problem. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, let me let me call him real quick. Let me call him. Uh, just so uh, I'll keep the recording on. Oh, he's back. He's, oh, he's back. back. I am back. I oh. stayed. It actually this time it uh-huh. it removed me and said it was uh, it disconnected me okay. and then brought me back. Cool. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was calling uh, to say as well. Just if if it happens again to any of us, just uh, leave it there. Yeah. And and Jackson, you you were saying something about uh, Pfizer being better, and then well, put it this way: yeah. if you, Pfizer's like a supposed to be like a mold, like it's a massive pharmaceutical yeah. company, and AstraZeneca is supposed to be a, a slightly smaller one that's more non for profit. So you're telling me that information coming out saying that AstraZeneca is going to cause issues isn't coming from a big pharmaceutical company like Pfizer sort of mm. pushing it out the door I wouldn't be yeah. surprised mm. and it's a it's a very uh, you've got to tread carefully with the information we're going to talk about uh, in this section because there is a lot of stuff like a lot of people depend on information out there not that this podcast I mean who's going to listen to you this? anyway there's three idiots talking <laughs> yeah. shit on no. yeah and in all honesty no. yeah. the amount of Theories behind the vaccines, behind Pfizer, AstraZeneca. You could probably create a book, a twelve, uh, a twelve series book about the vaccines and about how um, Bill Gates' DNA is in there, oh, and yeah. microchipping. And there's so many, I'm telling you right now that we'll never truly know what the true agenda of the vaccines or anything is. Because it's out of our hands, and that's why we can't really. We have to follow the what we believe, in a sense, is the right way, but also not something that's going to affect someone else. So for me, I believe in getting vaccinated because I want to make sure that I'm not potentially giving it to someone else, even though there is still at that risk of someone else getting it. It minimizes it even more. So that's why I want to do it. But then there's a lot of people who don't want to get back. They're, they're anti-vaxxers, but they also don't want to give their children polio or any other uh, vaccines. They're just anti-vaxxers in general. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's no winning. And there's so many different um, views and perspectives with this that you could yeah. have a conversation and you'll always find someone giving you different information because it's come from a different source. Very interesting. Honestly, like, if it gives me better phone reception, course. great. Yeah. Give it, give it give to me. Five G. If I get that five G yeah. vaccine, give it to me. Yeah, I'm sick of my phone like reception. I can't, I can't hear it. I can't connect anything. Reception. Look at Paul Justin; he keeps yeah. cutting out. That's, that that was yeah. a conspiracy of the past. I, I don't think anyone talks about that particular one anymore, right? About five G, the five G causing. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, I, so I, I was getting... They're actually talking about it all in one now. They're saying 
that the 5G has weakened your body so you get COVID more so they can give you the vaccine with the microchip. It's all melded into one. It's all one yeah. thing now. Uh, I'm telling you, man, very information is, is, yeah, information is very, you know, it's critical that it has to be right. And we don't know what's right at this point in time. In because there's so many anyone... ways to get information now. There's so many ways for misinformation yes. to happen. There is another information that came through. Let me check uh, what the name of the part. Oh, there's a lot of background noise coming in. That's not me. Oh, but for me. Do you know what's I think funny it's Nikki all, the inform- all the information you're getting coming in, you've all heard of the uh-huh. Mandela effect. Uh-huh. Is yeah. still, is still noise? Pretty... Give me one sec. Hey, I yeah. of it. It's not too much. Or, or maybe, maybe you go inside in, in the room. Well, you told me to come out here, you fuck. I, I w- how would I know there's going to be yeah. background noise there? Because it's dinner time. It's fucking 7.30, mate. What do you expect? <laughs> Tell Nikki we said hi. Say hi. Hi, He's Nikki. Not saying anything. He's not saying oh, anything. that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Okay, let me. I need to talk about this. Uh, I'm trying to search for the name. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So you know, there is another another information that came um, into light as well. It's uh, the Joe Rogan podcast number one six seven one with Brett Weinstein and Dr. Pierre Corey. Yeah, they've essentially talked about this new drug called ivermectin, which apparently in the U.S., one of the costliest medical centers in the world, it's less than a dollar. To purchase mm-hmm. ivermectin, yeah, I've heard of which that. Which has, yeah, according to various researchers, it is it has proven to cure the virus. It's a it's a parasitic drug. I mean, you it, get it apparently. You get the COVID, and then you take the medicine, and then it sort of yeah. And also, it protects your body against uh, uh, against COVID, and which has been highly efficient, and it's super cheap as well. And what they discuss in this podcast, which I'm surprised hasn't been taken down, is the fact that there is business motive somewhere 100%. between all these, between Pfizer and AstraZeneca, Moderna. How many vaccines are there? And there is business motive out there. Bet- uh, uh, between all these multi-million dollar organizations. Uh, now, obviously, we, we're not scientists, we're not doctors. We can't really, in this podcast, certify what's right and what's wrong. But um, just circling back to all the, uh, that point again, like it's once you don't have transparency in, in information, people are going to get angry. Yeah. And if, go- if the government or any kind of government is questioning why people are going out, um, despite there there being orders or curfews, is because not everyone believes what's out there. And no. if you ha- if you hold a power in the government, if you hold a power to tell people to sit uh, to stay home in a curfew and make all these rules about LGAs and five kilometers radius, there should also be rules about information passed on to the public. And um, the way it is being done right now, I don't think there is a high level of trust. I think people are just over it. It's getting to the point where people just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like even me, I don't care. But I've got I saw I've I got my first shot. Yeah. And Lucky. well, because because of Nikki, so because she works in a hospital. Uh, yeah. And she's got like a priority booking. So I booked in. I booked in to get the Pfizer from from yeah. Woolies. I went to Sydney Olympic Park, and the line was literally like four k's long. It was so long. Yeah. 
Oh. And I was I went to the front of the line. I said, I've booked in for like nine o'clock appointment. Is there like a line for a booking? And they said, yeah. And they pointed at the massive line that goes around the corner, around the block. And I said, are you serious? He's like, yeah, that's the night. That's the yeah. booking time. So I said, nah, sorry, man. I'm Ridiculous. going home. I didn't go. I was like, I can't, I can't stand in a line. It's raining. No chance. Yeah. And then luckily, so did I booked, you get it or not? Well, luckily I booked, I booked through Nikki's thing. And I was oh, in okay. and out. I was in there in eight minutes. Yeah, it took lucky. no time at all. Very lucky. Yeah, there. If you're if you're lucky, you can get in just like that. Well, I was going to get the AstraZeneca got... just because. Yeah. I could. You can go to like a Priceline or a chemist warehouse yeah. and get it. You can go anywhere to get it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just oh, book yeah, in wherever that... you want. Yeah, if if you're lucky, you just get it in 15 minutes. I know people who got the Pfizer vaccine when it first came out. Like months ago, in ten minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Very fortunate. Yeah, and you know that brings me into this. Uh, I always wonder about um, how the lockdown is being managed in Australia, and it's crazy that uh, you know all these social welfare and benefits that, that are coming in. Like you can stay home in a country like Australia and get your Centrelink payments or whatever payment that you have from the government, and still live a comfortable life as of yet. Yeah, and I've seen so many people. Uh, I play online games, like I said earlier, Dota Two, and I see people there, and a lot of people. What they blatantly admit is they're now getting more payment or more income from the government than they would if they were to work an actual job. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And the problem I have with it is there are people that are genuinely like they have they're on, they were on benefits before COVID was a thing. And they weren't getting enough money to pay the rent and pay the bills. They would, they'd be getting like $400, $500 a fortnight, which is nothing. Yeah. But now all of a sudden that everyone's having an issue, people are complaining like, oh, we need help. We need as much money as you can get us. Like, what's what's the problem? But they didn't care yeah. when other people that were struggling that couldn't get enough money to get by weren't getting enough money. 750 yeah. bucks is a lot of money a week. It, it How is. come we couldn't can, give that $750 to people that generally yeah. need it like i don't understand yeah that. it's yeah. a lot of money like i'm telling you right now a 750 dollars a week that is more than the, i'd feel like is the minimum wage because if that's after tax and you're you're telling me that i could go on centrelink and get 750 dollars a week you can have so much money let's just say i live i live at home and i'm getting 750 dollars a week that's a lot of money you're that's saving by doing nothing yeah but I also don't like being at home because there are, as you said, there are people who are genuinely need this, but also are trying to get work. Yeah. Uh, my brother, for an example, he's trying to get work, but um, because he has too much savings, he can't get the, the repayments. But then again, yeah. is there a, a something in place that if you save too much of your Centrelink payments, will you be taken off it? Mm. Because there probably is quite a lot of people who might take the money out, keep it cash in hand, yeah. do a whole bunch of things with it. it just I mean, I've got a mate at work that's working full-time. Not full-time, mm. but like part-time. And he's claimed the whatever payments on like a job that he used to work once a week. And he's getting heaps more money from that payment thing than he is from mm-hmm. working at Woolies. Yeah, and exactly. Like, where's the balance? Yeah. Here I am busting my more. ass. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, it, it does, a, you know, when you don't have an income, when you're unemployed, you're scared that you're depleting your savings. That's a massive fear, 
like the number one fear yeah. I would say when you don't have a job is that you're <coughs> taking your you're paying for groceries or your daily expenses from your savings. It's now, when you have live, something, yeah. yeah, when you have something that pays you more yeah. than if you had a job, then <coughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, in my strong opinion, it does take away the motivation to go out there and get a job or apply for something new. It needs and to in be the balanced. grand scheme of things. There needs to be yeah. some sort of because look, there's no, there's not as much work out there as there was. Like you said yourself, yeah. you're struggling to find a job because yeah. everything's closed and locked down. But a lot of the time, I think it's people not wanting to do jobs that they don't think they should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. No That's one's going exactly to. No one's going to work at whatever company in an office and then tomorrow turn around and work at Macca's, flipping burgers. But yeah. it depends on your. I believe also that it's the way that you're raised up is where you'll make the decision. So for me, because I've came from nothing, I know that if tomorrow you said, Justin, you lose your job now and you're going to be working in grilled or like a burger shop and you'll be working for half the money, I'd still take it because it's still money that I'm getting and I know that food places give you free food and that's money that I potentially can save extra instead of buying it myself. That's the but thing. It's, it's all the perspective. Yeah. If you're if you're the type of person that can sit at home all day and do nothing, like of course you're going to take the money. But I can't. There'd be no way. Like I was. Yeah. Like, like last year, I was working two jobs. There's no chance that I'd go from working two jobs to working yeah. no job and sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah. Like I've got two yeah. weeks off work now, and I'm like, what am I going to do for two weeks? <laughs> yeah i've got ants in my pants this whole curfew on the fact that we can only exercise for an hour oh, yeah. is a nightmare i i go on walks before the lock um this thing kicked in for the one hour exercise i went on a, a 10 kilometer walk along the beach yeah. I li- I mean, that's right so now. long and that, i do that normally yeah. like and it now feels- i can't <laughs> yeah but, but i want to know how they're going to police it how are they going to just patrol it they're going to set someone out to watch you for an hour and make sure that you're finished in an hour. It's, it's, the, it's the scare tactics. It's yeah. 100% scare tactics. Yeah. The, 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 the New South Wales Police Force does not have enough people to monitor everyone. No. So they just assume that peop, if they can provide like um, enough scare tactics, for example, a $5,000 fine or a $3,000 yeah. fine, it's pretty scary. Like No one wants to cop that money. But then again, there are people who will take try to work around. Well, that's the thing. If there's, they won't get caught. Ninety percent of people following the rules. It's easier to try and catch that ten percent that aren't. So it just yeah. makes their job a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. and and even the uh, one of the reasons why you can leave the house right now is if you can go, you can go on a walk, right? That that again. So the government is doing one good thing. I I do agree that it is doing one good thing in terms of having these reasons to leave house is to put that exercise or walk thing in there because a walk could literally mean anything. You could go out and spend a few minutes. It says says one hour of exercise. Yeah. And I think that's where they've gone and gotten it wrong. It should be across the entire Sydney exercise and walk. It does not, and it says, and it stipulates in there saying, yeah. you cannot relax on the beach you, oh. and certain things like you can't relax Ridiculous. in the parks. Ridiculous. It's you need to be moving at yeah. all times yeah. and only stopping to yeah. take a rest, not go to the beach in your shorts to have a tan for 30 minutes, 
walk, walk, pretend to walk in the water for five minutes, come back yeah. out, tan for another 30, and then go home. As I said, with Bronte Beach, there was probably over 100 to 200 people there. I'm like, how can and, you And the police are just walking through that? the beach. They're just looking yeah. at them like, what are we going to do? Find every single one of them. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, what can we do? They, they're so far stretched, they can't find everyone. They grab one person, and everyone's going to be like, no, oh, don't touch them. And well, then they'll the, just run away. You can't chase everyone. Did you watch any of the video, uh, vision of the the riots or the protests in Sydney? Oh, I saw a yeah. bit of it. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, the, no, the ones the, in Melbourne. The ones in Melbourne, yes, or the day before, oh, when, whatever it was. Whoa, I missed it. There was a protest in Melbourne. There was a protest in Melbourne. 230 Mate. people got arrested. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what my theory is? I think some of these protests are organized by people who want the lockdown to continue. Not for the lockdown to end. So the lockdown, that protest happened about two to three weeks ago. And now we're getting 800 and something cases. And it generally takes about two to three weeks for the cases to to sort of pop up. So it seems about right. The math seems about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so it jumped from it went, to, what was it four hundred, and then the next day it was six hundred. Yeah, it jumped by a hundred and eight hundred. Holy crap! And, and then it skipped seven hundred. Yeah, it went from six hundred to yeah. eight hundred. And yeah. you look at at the if you look at the the diagram of of Sydney itself in the LGAs, mm-hmm. a lot of the LGAs that are copying probably eighty percent of the cases are out west, and. I remember um, Gladys saying that she they want to focus their attention on um, where their true risk is. Although they're not doing that, they're not focusing any true risk because they've given the 12 areas of concern the same kind of um, treatment yeah. as yeah. the ones that have more. So like I remember the Bayside probably, I think, had 80 where um, the... Um, I think it was the well, like 560 in Canterbury. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like 500 something, five six times more. Um, and on some days, mm-hmm. it's not as high. But then again, we're all yeah pushed into the same thing. Everyone, every single suburb should be an area of concern, and that you can't travel five kilometers out of it. That's and the thing. Don't make of half these, of it. Make the whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of these, a lot of these areas, so these LGAs are actually small. Um, small like um, collections of suburbs. So my, one LGA might only have six suburbs where another LGA might have 30 suburbs. Mm. Of course, not with 30 suburbs. Mm. It's going to have a lot more versus the one with six suburbs. If, I, if Cogra yeah. only had one LGA, uh, I'm in Rockdale right now and I'm the, the LGA of Justin and there's only three cases. I'm now only three cases in the LGA yeah. in Rockdale and there's 500 in the LGA in, um, in Canterbury, of course I'm not going to be an area of concern or a stay-at-home. There's only three cases. Mm. I think that's something that needs yeah. to probably be looked at the as other well. Thing but the, again, I'm not the government. confusing so. to me. <laughs> so I was in, I'm in Strathfield. I wasn't locked down for the entire uh-huh. thing. I was only locked down two weeks ago. But Cumberland, which is... The street on the other side of the road from me, legitimately the wow. other side of the road, was locked down since the beginning. It's like <laughs> How it's, cra- it's crazy. Is that? So legit, got to draw a line somewhere across the road, and the line was on. So there was a line through my street 
on my side, yeah. I wasn't in lockdown. If I walked on the other side, I was in a lockdown area. That's crazy. Oh, wow. So even the houses that are on the other side were locked down. No, so the all the houses on the are on this side. Oh, and okay. from yeah. that side onwards is like train state, like a train line. So there's a train yeah. track and the other side of the train track is all locked down. Mm. Yeah, so see, I was allowed thing. to go 10 k. These, these are some of the strictest measures in the world, if you believe it or not. It's have you been watching some of the American news? They call us a joke. Yeah, <laughs> they're like they're talking about how how we're um. Oh, what did they say? They were saying some crazy stuff about how we're we're like a overreacting and stuff. Over, not overreacting, but like we're like a dictatorship, mm, and we're being well, forced yeah. into into Even the lockdown. Like, and, I thought I sent you the video. Yeah. When you, yeah. when you look at the infection rate of New South Wales in general, of infected versus the the population of New South Wales, it's extremely low. So mm. it's very easy for other countries to just look at us and say, what the hell is going on? Mm. But of but, course for us, because the government takes it so seriously yeah. and they don't want it to escalate to that point, that's the reason why yeah. these measures have been taken uh, sooner rather than later. But that's the thing. Um, because we're doing so much, the numbers are low. If we weren't doing yeah. anything, the numbers would be high and everyone would be saying, why aren't you doing something? Yeah. yeah. So that's the, always it's, the it's argument always, that I hear. Yeah. Yeah, doomed if you do, a, doomed if you don't. See, it, this is something we can argue all night and it's still going to be the same issue. Like, how do we get out from this is the main question, really, right? Vaccination. Like, how do, how do, yeah, but by the yeah. look of it right now, Get vaccinated and then open. Well, you look at that. You look at England or the UK. They have Mm. what is like seventy percent vaccination or something. So they've said, you know what? Most of you are vaccinated. Let's open up. Yeah. Let me have a look. So England right now is um, Scotland and Wales have vaccinated eighty nine percent of those sixteen and over with at least one dose, while England has reached eighty seven percent. There you go. So that's the goal. The goal is to vaccinate as many people as possible, so we can all just. yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, because there has to be light at the end of the tunnel. But the and problem with this me. is every year they will have to do a booster shot. Until eventually it's something that eradicates yeah. it or gives you a stronger um, protection from it. Because right now everything, the way that they've done this is that they've had to rush this um, yeah. to get it through trials and testing to get it out to people to minimize but eventually they might find something that, that would like, better. It will just yeah. remove it comp- potentially completely. It's like when you give the polio vaccine to a child, you give it to a child, they never get polio. Yeah. But it took research to get to it. Yeah. I th- and I think that's the reason why a lot of people are frowning upon a lot of the vaccines. You've got Pfizer where people are saying it gives you um, uh the people with heart conditions can't take it. And then you have AstraZeneca that has a one in a million chance of giving a blood clot. So for me, like as a, uh, having someone who passed away from having a, a blood clot in their brain, um, my grandma passed away from that. One of her, the blood vessels and brain popped. So Mm. for me, I'm like, what if it's genetic? I don't don't want to take that chance. I don't want to be that one in a million potentially. Or yeah. if it's a genetic disposition, what if it's one in 10,000? Um, mm. But with Pfizer, I know that I'm a very healthy and strong. And that's the reason why I took a blood test. I did a full blood work. Yeah. Cholesterol's a little bit high, but I know that I'm healthy enough 
to be able to take the vaccine. To take it, yeah. Because, because I'm not going to go and get a va- get vaccinated if I know my body isn't strong enough to do it. So I got it checked, and thankfully I have a, a clean, full bill of health. My yeah. vitamin D's down, like literally everyone else that is in yeah, lockdown. Yeah, that's, that's one of those big ones. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, vaccination is uh, yeah, it is it is the way to go. Even the booster shots. I mean, you know, once you have the economy opened up and once uh, the coronavirus is accepted and there is no lockdown anymore, that's a great start. Because right oh, now it seems like it's great. never going to end. What about Scomo today? He's yeah. How he was the whole time he's been saying it's not a race. We're not in a race. We don't worry about this. It's not a race. And now he's saying we can't live, um, we have to live with it. We can't get rid of it, sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, the what wording. Is, what a, is it? Ah. You got yeah. to understand when it comes to governments, you've got to change your conversation to fit the agenda. So uh-huh. if a lot of people are pushing against a certain thing, you've got to word it so people, more people support you and back you. So people saying we have to live with it and we have to fight against it so we're going to get vaccinated sounds a lot better than saying the vaccination rate, the vaccination rate. We need yeah. to get vaccinated. By telling people is, that it was, it was a race. Race. Yeah, it always would, was a race, but it's it was race. inevitable. Yeah. To get to this point that we would have to get vaccinated regardless, but you have to keep guiding people into the to the into that position that they have to do it anyway. So I don't know if I can trust yeah, the guy that shat himself at a Macca's. Yeah. I don't what know, happened? man. I missed this. What story do you mean? Well. He just told you. In like <laughs> I think I think in the nineties or something, Scomo uh-huh. went to Macca's in Engadine and shat himself. Yeah, oh, I really? think they did a pl- they put up a plaque and everything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know if it's, I can trust the guy that shat himself was, in a Macca's car park. It's, it's the Morrison special. Was he sick? Uh, what was the yes. background of this? I don't know. That's, Look, that, that's all we just, need to know. That's as much as I, I, I need to know. I, th- I think what happened is he's probably lactose intolerant. He had a cheeky soft serve cone. He flew to the moon. Um, and that flying to the moon meant that he went to the <laughs> toilet and didn't come back with some underwear. <laughs> but, but nah, um, uh, I agree with uh, with the vaccination rate, but that's going to you know open up another can of worms, which is about uh, this thing that's coming up: vaccination passports or vaccine passports for international travel, and which is okay. And we've discussed this quite a few times today as well that you've got to compromise something in order to achieve a certain level of freedom. And mm-hmm. regardless of what your expectations of the vaccine or what your view of the vaccine was before, a lot of people have changed their minds, which is completely okay. But there's another thing coming in as in another story of certain venues only allowing individuals if they are fully vaccinated, which is two doses of uh, vaccines. Mm. And a lot of uh, other apps or, you know, a lot of uh, companies are now looking for employees with full vaccination. Yeah. What do you what do you think of this? Is it, oh, is, it some, is it like your right taken away that someone's well, telling you? Look, I'll tell you this in a very neutral way because mm-hmm. I know from both sides where people are coming from. Uh-huh. But when you look at it in a legal perspective, it's discrimination. Yeah. And it's very hard to try and explain to that to someone that's very one-sided. So you need to understand both sides. A person who wants to get vaccinated and a person who doesn't want to get vaccinated, for what you say, it could be for medical reasons. Sorry, you can't 
come into here because you're not vaccinated unless they that say opens up its own can unless of you have a, a, me, a medical condition that's the, yeah. and that's the thing it's just a kind of like a rat you go down the rabbit hole and i yeah. think at this stage the vac the vaccination passport needs to be done very carefully because there is going to be a lot of people that are going to say i can't have the vaccinate vaccine because of medical reasons or i can't have the vaccine and they might be using medical reasons as a reason to not do it because they just don't want it to it's like people that don't vaccine. wear masks yeah and yeah. say they have asthma but they don't have any sort of yeah but there's no yeah. there's you can't discriminate or make because that stuff is private you can't actually say okay prove to me that you have it where's your sort of mes- you don't you can't ask for that sort of stuff yeah yeah, hmm. and it's frustrating, especially in the technology era, Seal. You've hmm. got, um, this is the first time I actually said your name in the whole podcast, <laughs> talking <laughs> directly to you. <laughs> well, fuck Look off. At the, when you say, for an example, an employer is going is only going to hire certain people that yeah, are vac- yeah. uh, got the vaccination passport, what if it's you're working in a, um, in a job that requires you to work from home and you, hmm. you don't get vaccinated? Um, you could technically stay at home the whole time. You could still have that job, but just imagine you tell them it's a working from home job, but you still can't be hired because you're not vaccinated and you yeah. don't have the vaccination passport. I understand both ways. I'm not saying don't get vaccinated or get vaccinated. It just opens that can of worms because people 100%. will just, they'll find something to disagree or agree with it. And Yeah. It's going to be very interesting once they they fully kind of roll it out. I think there's a quite a quite a few issues that we really need to consider as um, in, in general altogether. Firstly, where do we draw the line? As in, do we need a vaccination passport for international travel, and do we need the same vaccination passport passport for every venue we need to enter in the next five years? Or do we just need the vaccination passport for international travel? I feel like international travel, travel would be the only necessary one. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. That I agree. Yes, domestic I think and a lot of sort of are local stuff about. would be like that's a bit unnecessary. Like, if yeah. our population and, is at a certain level of vaccination, then it should be open within us. But yeah. on a world sort of scale, yeah. vaccinations to fly, it makes it sort of makes sense. And when you think about it as well, because you have to live with the virus, because you can't eradicate it, if you go and travel, it could easily be like you're vaccinated, you're not vaccinated. So if, for an example, a thing of COVID kicks in, they can potentially look and kind of siphon down who were the potential people that could have been easier to infect based on their vaccination status. Because when you have a vaccination passport, if people still can get COVID, even mm. if they're vaccinated or not, then it kind of defeats that purpose of having a vaccination passport as well. Yeah. You get vaccinated before you go overseas anyway. Whenever you go yeah. to Asia or anywhere, yeah. you, go to the, you go to the doctor, you get your mm. malaria vaccine, you get oh, all yeah. these vaccines just yeah. to make sure that you're okay to go overseas. Oh, 100%. Mm. When I went to Bali, before I went to Bali the first time, I took an injection so I wouldn't get barley belly. Yeah. Um, and do you know what happened? I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what's the point? You take it, you still potentially get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. A lot of people, yeah, 
uh, I don't know where the stigma against the uh, the COVID nineteen vaccine came from. I think it's the the fact that it's been pushed so hard. And There's a lot of tinfoil wearing people that are against anything yeah. that they believe, <laughs> oh, so that yeah. goes against their freedoms. Yeah, and they and, and they might they may be the minority, but they make the most of the noise. Yeah. yeah. And, and what a exactly lot of... is freedom, really? I think if we all are coherent with each other and we all, even from the government level, if we are empathetic towards, you know, what really, what exactly is the issue? How do we open up the economy? I think that's what freedom is. That's well, what makes yeah. the world better. Well, freedom, freedom is so subjective, although freedom, when you look at it, and I found it so interesting because I was talking to um, Sarah about it not too long ago, about with freedom of speech, you can have a conversation that might seem racist, but it's not mm. deemed as racist until you you are specific to an individual. That's when it becomes racist. So you that's the reason why you have um, the Ku Klux Klan, you have the neo-Nazis, and you have all the other people who are against, uh, people who are anti-Semitic, why they're allowed to have that freedom of speech because of the fact that they are doing they they're creating their view but they're not doing it specific to one person because if you do it to a specific person to a group of people that's when it becomes racist you keep it as an open like conversation you're just having your freedom of speech, even though you might not agree with it. And it's very frustrating because there's some point of views that people have. You just, you can't just help but wonder how they came to that conclusion, Hmm. but you can't, you can't do anything about it. And that's where the freedom comes from. I was taking a while to sort of process what you were talking about. I'm not surprised. You take a while to process everything. (laughs) Well, you've got to look at this from all angles. Yeah. Uh, But I can't see many angles from the shine from your head, man. So it makes sense. I'm just going to ignore that statement. Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> so it, it does make sense that freedom of speech. The definition by uh, of that is that you have you, you have the the right to, to to articulate a certain concept that you have. But when you're talking about the same concept to or pointing it to a person, when you're directing it reflects, at someone, that's when it okay, becomes and that, problematic. That becomes racist. Exactly. Hmm. Well, I'm not sure if I agree with that statement. It's primarily because when you do talk about a certain population or if you talk about a certain segment, I do feel like there are like certain individuals, let's say, for example, for the sake of the argument for young people, we may be educated in a way that that has a more open Mm. perspective about the world. For them, it may not be racist, but a certain other population, let's say, for example, um, an Asian mum who is 45 years old, who's not highly educated, it may be highly racist to her, depending on what's being talked about as well. Mm. Even for a lot of for a lot of people, the Ku Klux Klan, the fact that it exists is highly racist, even for me as well. Oh, 100%. Because it, mm. it's, 100%. Sort of, it's operating against the philosophies and the existence of a large group of people, important people. Exactly. Like and, and the frustrating thing is, is that they can get around it by misconstruing and taking information because they're technically not breaking a law because exactly not that's the problem anyway. and, yeah. and that's what i'm trying to say is that freedom of yeah. speech to a degree yeah and that's why i get so frustrated um when you see all these different groups 
and they share their agenda and you can clearly see what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. But no one's doing anything about it because the way that the law's written, they're protected. Technically, they haven't be, done anything it sh- yet. It should not be like that. Um, and have you seen the Facebook video of a guy who mm-hmm. his job was solely to go and block content on Facebook? He was a moderator on Facebook. I watched oh. it, funnily enough, on Facebook. Um, and he was talking about the fact about he saw so many things and with Facebook, they're very specific on what is hate crime, what is um, yeah. abuse, what is nudity. To the T, there's legal terms. It's not subjective. You have to mm-hmm. follow it exactly. And he said there was things that were on there that he could not delete because it didn't technically break a law. It didn't meet the and criteria. And it goes to show you. It didn't, yeah, exactly. It didn't meet the criteria, which is why you still see things on Facebook that you really don't want to see. I agree. It's very disappointing. It's crazy the amount of times I've reported content on Facebook and it comes up as saying it does not go against our community guidelines. Yeah. And I click on the community guidelines and they give me a fucking 60-pager. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to spend my day reading that. So I, I just block the uh, the producer of the content. I've seen videos of animals being tortured on Facebook and I report it. And it does not go against the community guidelines. I'm like, what the hell? You need to update yeah. that. A person, yeah. like a human being, should be looking at these contents, not some and, community guidelines. And they mm. do. And the per- do you know that person? He didn't. Mm. He even acknowledged the fact that he wasn't mentally affected by it until uh-huh. afterwards. So the things that he was mm-hmm. seeing was just shocking. He he saw. Um, like very sensitive things, like for example, suicides and stuff like that. Mm. It's things that no one wants to see, and you have to kind of put a block and just be like, okay, what do I need to do? How can I resolve this conflict right here, right now, based on the guidelines? And you have to make the decision. And you only realize until after he left and he sat down with his psychiatrist. Oh, I think no. he's gone again. <laughs> he's frozen. They're not really okay, happy with all the... these rants. I was just reading, I was on this COVID live thing, so it gives you updated statistics based on everyone who keeps continuing. Well, not predictions. They pull all the information from New uh-huh. South Wales Health. It's kind of like a spreadsheet. I'm not sure oh, if you can yeah. see it. Like that. Um, COVIDlive.com.au. Is it COVID lie, so you said? L-I-E. It tells you live. Oh, it could be. It's up to you. So put it in and see what it gives you. Um but yeah, I dropped out again, conveniently. I think I think it must be. Whenever you're going on the, a rant, five G. They uh, seem to cut you off. <laughs> it's like, I know, right? <laughs> and it's just frozen. And then it just freezes, and then he can't speak no more. Look, I'm a, <laughs> look. I think I'm a very. Pa- I think it's because I'm very passionate, and the government. I don't want to hear like what you have passion, to say. Just like it doesn't like passion fruit. Justin, holy shit! <laughs> They're like, you're so loud. I can I can hear you from. from There's Canberra. someone behind you in the window. It's the SWAT team. <laughs> but anyways, uh, you, you. So let's get back to this. Uh, this yep. interesting thing you were talking about—the guy from Facebook who blocks the whose responsibility is to block the content. He went to see a psychologist. Yeah. Yep. Well, he's. Yes, he's, he's a psychologist. Uh, psychiatrist. I can't remember which one it was now. Um, and he was able to realize that he was actually mentally affected by it from the very first day that he took that job, which is understandable. 
I think anyone would be completely impacted by that. Yeah. It's nuts. I would never do that job. Yeah, I've heard stories about train drivers uh, and how they've been given in the employment contract around the world in most majority of countries. They're given this package because of uh, for for mental health issues because they see a lot of people jumping in front of the trains mm-hmm. when they're driving. And it, it's become prevalent, and that really affects how they perceive um, their job as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get a lot of support. New South, I know in New South Wales, the drivers get a lot of um, support in terms of things like that when it happens, uh-huh. which is good because it's you never want to see that no. ever. And you don't want to feel like you're the reason for it because you're the one that's driving the train at the time. So there'd be a yeah. lot of like, like blaming of self. You can't do anything about it. You can't do anything, many, but you, but you're yeah. the person at the controls. So there'd be a lot of, um, yeah. Know, issues I around think, that. I think I'd, I'd rather be in the train, uh, as in, as the driver, uh, I've never been in either positions, so it's just a guesswork, but I'd rather be the driver than the, another passenger on the platform who witnesses it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I to guess be very so. But, about how it but if you're sit if you're just standing there, you're less involved in the process. Yeah. I guess. You I oh, I don't know. I still feel you'd probably get impacted more. Um I'll give you a I'll give you an example. Um my cousin uh, actually um she committed suicide. She jumped in front of a train. Um I think it was in 2000 and 2013 or 2014, I think, or it might have been 15. And I remember looking at the comments of people had posted mm. um, that were on the train saying, "Oh, another delay again, or another jumper." And it was very interesting because I got to see both sides of it. Because you never think it's going to happen to you yeah. or your direct family, yeah. but also you can't help to get frustrated and to be like, "Okay, like." It's, you get affected, nonetheless. Yeah. If you're the person on the platform, or if you're the driver, or if you're a person on the train, I think if you have the open mind to understand that someone's life has been lost, mm. that you will understand. I'm like, okay, I need to. But a lot of those people that comment are just talking about the minor inconvenience that they've had, but not about exactly yeah. until it actually happens they're, to they're them. Just talking about, oh, I was late to work today. How sad! But guess what? You were late to work because someone. Someone died. Exactly. Yeah. Someone's someone's sister. Yeah. There's that sort of detachment died. from the reality of what, or more like not caring. They just don't care. Yeah. There's a lot about yeah. caring about yourself rather than what's happening around you. Mm. At least in Australia, there's a lot of helpful people um, on the roads, uh, or on the streets, or around you. Oh, yeah. Because if you, if you look at videos yeah. from China or India, and some parts, not everywhere, but some parts in Nepal as well, you're a lot of strangers don't help others on the road when they know that someone needs help. And the only reason or a primary reason for that happening is because they don't want to be involved because there's a lot of, lot of red tape that comes with it. Yeah, like I've, heard, of, I've heard a bit about that. that. When yeah. you, I think there's a lot of like scamming that happens around that thing. Oh, so, so if much. you get involved, then they will scam you for, there's a way, like there's a way that they get scammed. So people now mm. are a bit less likely to help if it is a serious situation because they don't know yeah. what yeah like you know is this is this for yeah. real or is this just a 
Yeah. Yeah. We have scammers in Australia. Like, um, if you watch dash cam owners, you see people yeah. trying to oh, yeah. to scam people, cause acts, and it's the funniest thing ever because everyone's most people have dash cams now in Australia, mm. and when people get into an actual accident, people will pull over. They don't keep driving because for for and I, I think I really like the that's the fact is that if you see someone get into an accident, your first instinct what is do, yeah. let's go help them out, and I think yeah. I like. Yeah. I like that. I remember I saw one accident happen in um, Heathcote and the car accidentally flipped and literally within 10 seconds was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like 20 people out of nowhere within 15 seconds rocked up to help move, get the person out. That's exactly what you want to see mm-hmm. when someone gets in an accident. Everyone coming together to help someone out. But then you turn around and see just... people fighting in the aisles of Woolies over toilet paper. And you go, mm-hmm. how do we get from that to this? Yeah, but regardless, it's, you know, it's not, it's enough <laughs> and it's not even the toilet paper. Have you seen the recent one? Because there's a curfew oh, and yeah. now Bunnings is going to be closed. Everyone's going oh, to Bunnings. Oh, what for? What did you need from, what did you need from Bunnings? I needed a pot. I need a pots. I've got to go to Bunnings. <laughs> you need nothing from Bunnings. Yeah. It's because it's you've the got same something else taken away from you. Who would just go to Kmart because they can go to Kmart? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I got to came up because I just look at the hot wheels. But now yeah. I can't online shop because it's, like, it's different. When you go into Kmart, you can see the stuff the that same. you want and you can talk yourself out of it. But when you're doing yeah. it online, you can't sort of pick yeah. the thing up and say, you know what, do I need this? Do I not? Just add it to the cart and I'll pay for it later. Yeah, yeah. Or you add yeah. it to the cart and see the dollar sign go up as yeah. the dollar value go up and you're like, okay, that's too much. And then you start and cutting then, down. Yeah, and... And then you reason with yourself, and you afterpay it, and then it gets divided into four yeah. easy payments. It's no, it's no longer eighty dollars. It's now twenty bucks. I can pay. You know what I did buy for? It's it should be coming soon. Um, there's those board games that the unsolved mysteries board game. Well, it's not a board game, but you get oh. like, you get like envelopes with clues in it, and you have to solve this murder. Is so it like Cluedo? No, it's not Cluedo. It's like an actual. So it comes with like paperwork and like a, a book and oh, stuff, nice. and you got to go through the book and figure out the clues so you can figure out who murdered this person. Yeah. Oh, that's that's interesting. So is it like a physical game or do you play it online? No, it's a physical game. It's coming. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've, I've ordered it. I'll send you a link, yeah. but it's like it's pretty cool. So it's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cool things are coming out of the pandemic as well. Like, like uh, you know, a lot of interesting board games are coming in because a lot yeah. of people are staying home. And that's what I've I've been loving. And you know, before we really head to the end of the podcast, I'd, you'd rather be in this society where you're talking about board games and oh. when you where you're talking about crisis of toilet papers than be in a place like Afghanistan. Jumping because, on a you plane. Know, as as sorry as you are about what's happening there, like it's like it's the reality. You're just lucky to be here. It's first world right? problems. It's like what yeah. they say. Yeah, you'd rather have that. You'd how how have... awful I have to stay home and get paid from the government. Oh, oh, oh. right. Oh, no. I'm oh, so sorry for you. Oh, the, the Taliban have taken over the government and I could die tomorrow. Yeah. Like, and you did know. you see any uh, heartbreaking situation? Did you see people rushing to banks and financial institutions in Afghanistan? Because no. the Taliban's taken over, and in, in a matter of hours, people are going to banks and financial institutions, just hoarding it because they want to take their money out and flee the country. 
Mm. Imagine being there. Oh my god! Imagine, and they would have lost the value of the their money would have dropped as well because everyone's taking yeah. out yeah, physical money, money to go around when it's all electronic. Yeah, and it starts to drop the value of actual money. So if you have ele- the electronic money, it would be worth not as much as if you yeah. actually had the money. So what happened in um, is it Venezuela or Colombia? Their their actual currency is worth I think, um, nothing. Venezuela, it's like twenty million dollars. Like Zimbabwe had the dollars, same issue. And it's it's yeah. like three dollars, like a trillion dollar yeah. water bottle. Yeah, it's Zimbabwe as well. Yeah, but yeah, you like you said, you know, you'd you rather put be things in into perspective. Situation. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I was watching this, yeah, TED talk by this guy called David. Uh, what's his name? I, I have to know this name. Yeah, David Steidl-Rast. And he was talking about happiness and how you can be happy by putting things into perspective, like just what Jackson said. And I think we are in a very interesting time in our lives. And we have to embrace this. Yeah. Like, we complain about it. Yes, we make a podcast about it. Yeah. We we rant about it. <laughs> but it's not but that at bad. At the end of the day. Yeah. At the it's end of the day, bad. I'm... You know, isn't... We have, hey, put it this way: we have the vaccine. Yeah, we all have a chance to go and get it. Our problem is that we don't want one; we want the other one. Whereas other countries, yeah. they don't have either of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. you want to be picky choosy. Yeah. Whereas other countries, if they they're the ones that are they're wanting any vaccine that they can get, and we're saying, no, I don't want the AstraZeneca. Not no. for me. Oh, are you getting the AstraZeneca? Oh, yeah. I, wouldn't, the I wouldn't do that if I was you. It's like, I want, yeah, exactly. I want the Gucci. I, I want, want the, the brand Gucci name vaccine. vaccine. I don't want the home brand. Uh, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit, there's a delivery fee on Uber Eats. Oh, my God. $4 uh, to eat some McDonald's. How awful. Yeah. Well, don't, well, don't forget the service fee oh, as well. It's yeah, they added the service fee. the service fee. $2. What the hell is that? Yeah. From nowhere. For, for what? It's not... <laughs> It's between one dollar and five dollars, and also just the because they figured out that they could, people are going to have to stay home and get food now. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, boys, it's been fun. I mean, it hasn't. We've been here. It but... has. Well, at least, look, I only disconnected at least three times. But yeah, no, a bit stop start. Yeah. But yeah, it's the first um, remote podcast um, ever um, in 22 episodes. And it's, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. We had our moments. When are we meeting up? What's, what's the go? Are we ever going to come down and see you in Canberra yeah. or what? Come along. Yeah. Or you move it no, back up here. No. What's that, happening? The latter is not going to happen. For I don't think his little uh, red rocket could get up this far. <laughs> I don't think it was oh, last yeah. a three hour drive. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm liking Canberra. <laughs> I can just imagine him wearing the drive that car. I know you like Canberra. It's a land of perfect, yeah. perfect roads. There's a lot straight. of control in there. You feel like you're in control. I don't. I. I don't know. There's something just off-putting about Canberra that when you drive and all the the streets yeah, are everything's just straight, everything exactly just how like it needs grids. To be. I don't I'm like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's I weird. I'm so scared in Sydney. Uh, riding a motorcycle in Sydney. Uh, but I think it's a different experience riding, driving a car, but I really enjoy it. And I've started enjoying the city more ever since I've owned a car. Because well, you can get around a bit crazy. better. You know, yeah. That's the problem with Canberra. Yeah, and you got a tiny car, man. Yeah. In Canberra, like, you're 30 minutes away from everything. Next, it's crazy. I'll give you a context. If I want to go to the other <laughs> suburb, it takes me an hour and 15 minutes on the bus. But if I 
walk, it takes me two hours. But if I drive, it takes me eight minutes. It's it's just weirdly set up. Yeah. And having a car just makes it so much easier. And I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the place. So you're going to stay or what's the deal? Not bad, not bad. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. You're going to get married down there? Yeah. Or a man? I don't know. Whatever you feel. You guys... He's going to marry someone called... Is the bald Sato. head going to attract or repel? You tell me. <laughs> just use some Vaseline on that baby and you can pick up someone in a bowling alley. right up. Someone, a girl will actually pick you up and you're like a bowling no, ball. I, I actually enjoy it. I, I feel freer. Like I wake up and without having well, to sort of adjust it, I just walk out. Yeah. Well, we told you it was going to look mm. good regardless. It was just you had to find You had to be yourself. happy with yourself. Um, even if... A, before you were happy with your yes. hair. I, I probably wouldn't have done it if Justin hadn't said uh, that I've got to shave my head for the podcast. And I'm like, you know, I love this guy. Let me let me honor his words. I mean, you got to do it at least once. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. yeah. I did it as well. For my year 12 photo, I shaved my head because I just wanted to be the one to be, to be found. I didn't want to be anyone else. I was like, just look for the bold person. And you can literally spot me. You should have shaved your eyebrows too, though. That's that's super weird, man. Oh, I, did you ever do that the thing with the, eyebrow, the lines in your eyebrows when you try to look cool? I, I, I remember I did it. I did I had two on one eyebrow. I think it was like 12. I had an eyebrow piercing here. I had a lip piercing there. Eyebrow, oh, sorry, on this I always, side. It got I always thought about getting eyebrow piercing, but there was always those stories about people, like the nerve getting hit and like your face drooping and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what they told me oh, as well. Yeah, like I was lucky. You know, once in a while you hear these stories, and then you can never forget it. Yeah, I remember yeah. a story about getting a head massage in uh, the barber's shop as in a salon, and every time I got a head massage, that happens especially in Asia. I couldn't help but think about dying right then and there because apparently someone said you could hit a nerve and you could die instantly. What and you can f- never forget these things. Oh, no, yeah. it's just one of those weird like things that just stay in your mind. Yeah, you can never forget these things. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. Do you know what would be hilarious is that if you just got one piercing Sahil, wow. like the one on your nose, you would change your complete look. And the people, the way that someone looks at you, and it's so crazy how something so small can change the view of someone. But if you got like that se- the septum yeah. piercing, for an example, or even a fake one, you put it on, people will look at you completely different. Like they'll see you yeah, in a 100%. different way. Oh no, my laptop is so about to die. Well, fuck you. I'll give you an example. All righty. Look at that. Let's... I look like a hippie artist. I look at his nerd. Right? I live, in, <laughs> I live in Redfern. I go to Carriage Works every Saturday. I've got a production house, Right? Where, where's your where's your five thousand oh, dollar yeah. Pro? I've got an Apple Watch. I use I just, an iPhone. If I cut out, it's because my internet's my, my laptop's phones. dying. Well, we'll just fuck off then. It just kicked All up right, a boys. message saying five minutes left. Okay. Oh shit, we've got to record Ooh. as well. Sorry, upload Wait, as well. Give so, me one second. Charger, Let me get the charger. Okay. Good charging. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I know Who's you're listening out there. How are your views going? Are they good? Uh, they're not bad. They're not bad. Um, I, I'm not sure what the current figures are, you know what? but I, I do have this news. <laughs> Sarah gets angry at me when I say <laughs> not bad. 
because it, I imply that with my tone, when something's not bad, I don't like it, yeah, but I don't I want to say so. I don't like it. Yeah, things are bad, but it could have been worse. It could be worse. Not bad. Yeah. How's yeah. COVID going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not bad, you know. Can't complain, still breathing. All right, let's okay. cut this out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to episode All right. 22. All right, you can stop doing it. See you guys. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.